Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it's Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, big announcement coming up here in just a second. I think you're going to be really excited. <laughs> yes, oh, you are. Man. You are going to be so excited. Oh, yes. Can't wait to get to it. But first, <laughs> uh, you know, realtors are important. Like like this one from uh, 2016. She offered uh, some, a really good service to people. Uh, she had a big ad that said, hey, Trump, West Texas realtor will sell your home. Leaving the country if Trump is elected, give me a call and let's get your home sold. <laughs> get out. And get you the hell out of here. I love that. That's awesome. I love that. You need a, you need a realtor like Michelle Blackwell. <laughs> uh, I, don't th- I don't know that she's in our, our network, but you need a good realtor that you can re- relate to. And that's what we have for you with realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, because Glenn and Tanya were so frustrated every time they tried to sell their home. Without a realtor like like Michelle, <laughs> uh, they had somebody they couldn't get a hold of. Didn't there was no urgency there. There was no real marketing plan. There was just okay. Let's have another open house. Okay, this is the eighth one. Do you know what it takes to have an open house every weekend? Stop it. So that's where real estate agents at trust dot com comes in. Uh, Glenn's team knew there had to be a better way, and and along the along the way, they learned some important things about buying and selling homes. And it's uh, first of all, it's really complicated, obviously. It's, and it's the biggest investment you're probably ever going to make. So you don't need a part-time agent or an inexperienced agent. You need, a, you need an agent who really takes it seriously, is full-time, and they've got a great track record. That's what we have in this net, network. You need somebody who knows your neighborhood and knows how to price your home with the comparables all around it, the ins and outs of the neighborhood. And you need to know that, like Michelle... You've got a realtor that is like-minded with you. They're not going to say, hey, you going to leave the country if uh, Trump is elected again? I am. <laughs> you probably don't want to hear that. No. And you won't with these realtors. Um, so go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Bad. Good news. I love good news. Good news. The the big announcement's been made, and uh, we've all been waiting with bated breath. Is Joe going to run? <laughs> oh, come on. Tell me, Joe. I mean, world leaders have been calling him like every day. Joe, save the world, please. <laughs> Get into this race. Win it and save us. We need you. They've been begging him. Yeah. Yeah, they call him and they say, hey, is this middle class Joe? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Hey, middle class Joe. Can we meet at Katie's Diner? Uh, <laughs> have a talk? <laughs> well, he just closed down oh, just a short while ago. Darn Like dang, 85. Darn you just missed it. <laughs> Good times, man. Mm-hmm. Good times with middle class Joe. Yeah. Uh, and here's some more that we're about to have because he made his big announcement and he's already released it this morning. Okay. Here it is. Okay. Joe's big announcement. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. We've heard it so often, it's almost a cliche, but it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't, but we have never before walked away from them. 
Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. Yep, right out in the open. Uh, we saw them, Joe. Their crazed faces, it's illuminated by torches, veins bulging, and burying the fangs of racism. Yeah. Chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. And they were met like by Margaret a courageous Sanger. group of right. Americans. And a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. All right. Can we stop? Pause pause it for a second. Can can we stop with this? (laughs) Can we, for the love of all that is good, right, and holy, stop it? No. If there are political points to be made. Oh, my gosh. They're going to try to make them. Oh, my gosh. This is such a tired ridiculous discredited point he's not talking about all the people you just named he's talking about some of the others that were there first of all the bad people were antifa that's who was there that he was talking about there were bad people on both sides he was talking about the people from antifa the anti-fascist people who are nothing but fascists and socialists and communists and anarchists And there were other people besides the neo-Nazis that were there that actually, uh, you know, might have been decent people. And everybody knows it. And all of these people know it. And yet they keep harping on, and yet he said the Nazis were good people. (laughs) Oh, it's so difficult to just have love in your heart for these people, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, I'll, I'll, oh, I'll work I, on that. But I do. You do? Oh, you do? Oh, huh. man. Because I, like I said uh. yesterday, I don't hate them. Uh-huh. I just dislike them with all the intensity of a trillion white hot burning suns. Well, we're up to a trillion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a lot of sunshine. There. Yes, it is. Yes, wow. it is. Okay. All right. Uh, there's more to this wonderful Yay, announcement. Gone to the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. Mm-hmm. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Oh, man. Very, very fine, fine people, people on both sides. On both sides? What? With those words, the President <laughs> of the United yeah, States go grope somebody, man. assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate yeah. and those of the courage to stand he, against that's it. sure what he did. That and is that what he moment, did. I knew Except the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. Did you joke? I wrote at the time that we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. That's profound. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. We are. I believe history will look back on four years of this president yeah. and all he embraces uh-huh. as an aberrant moment in time. It will be aberrant. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. Oh, you mean like oh, Obama did and you're trying to do? I cannot stand by and watch right. that happen. The core values Save us, of this Joe. nation Save us. are standing in the world. Our very democracy. Our very democracy. Everything We're not a democracy, Joe. America, America is at stake. <laughs> He's That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy oh, for president of the United goody. States. Yes! Yay! Folks, America's an Finally! idea. 
Our hero has arrived. Thank you, Joe. Tyrant. Thank you, middle class Joe. On Earth. It <laughs> guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity. Oh, are they? It gives hate All right, no safe harbor. <laughs> it every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start Does this ever end? in life, I know it's nothing you it's can a four achieve day long announcement. <laughs> Tune back in that's on Sunday morning and wrap it up. And above all else, that's what's at stake in this election. Uh -huh. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. No, well, he won't let us, Joe. He we have to remember us, who that. we are. This is America. Oh, whisper to me, Joe. Whisper in my ear. Wow. Thank you, middle class Joe. That was... <laughs> I would go so far as to say that announcement from Joe Biden mm -hmm. was very touching. Wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> very moved. He took a real hands-on approach. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, I, sorry. I love Whisper Joe. Whisper, Whisper Joe. Joe is Whisper so, Joe, yes. Whis Whisper Joe is so effective. He's just so down to earth and so in touch with all of us. In touch with all of us. <laughs> we need Donald Trump to make that his nickname. Yes. Whispering Whis Joe. Whisper Joe. In touch, Joe. Oh, man. That is, uh, boy. So what are we up to now? Seven million uh, candidates uh, for the Democratic nomination? It's got to be close to that. We are really... I mean, it's literally 20, I think, isn't it? I think we're at 20. I think, we're, I think we are. Because <laughs> somebody else who we'd never heard of announced... Was it late last week or early this week? I can't even keep track. It happened so often. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Um, some, who was it? Some garbage man from Florida or something. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with garbage men. They it's just, just rare that they go from yeah, you know, picking up cans to, to the White House. Well, the White House. So I mean, the odds are long for uh, that garbage man from <clears throat> from right. where, where was he from? Poughkeepsie. I, mm -hmm. you know, I thought it was yes, it was Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boy, this is uh, good times. Uh, your thoughts on middle class Joe, if you'd like it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three nine ninety three. They airbrushed him on that boy. The filter they. They uh, used yeah. whatever filter they used, man. It was the most powerful one. Well, they learned some stuff from his from his other announcement a few weeks ago when he came out and he did the non-apology thing yeah. uh, about his hands-on approach to people. And uh, <laughs> All I can think of is the, 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 guy, the Joe Biden <laughs> sniffing the hair of the Joe Biden. Uh -huh. That's all I can think of. I know. Of. I love that. But he yeah. w it was shot so badly mm -hmm. and it was done so poorly that I think they're like, okay, we got to... We're going to make up for that. <clears throat> so they tried a little bit harder this time. But, you know, it's middle class Joe. You don't want it to be too perfect. He's just a middle class guy. That's true. That's just true. a middle class guy. That's all. <laughs> oh. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Anybody else noticed all the nature shows lately on Netflix? Do you, do you browse Netflix very often? Uh, do you have Netflix? I have Netflix. You do? Yeah. Okay. All right. But I, I and mm. I, we, every now and then we watch a, a nature show or two with the kids, you know? I love them. But there's, there's like Blue Planet, there's Our Planet, nothing but Captain total Planet? and complete climate change propaganda bullcrap. Oh, come on. Thinly disguised as nature documentaries. And I, I'd love to watch them. The cine cinematography on these things. Mm -hmm. And the incredible scenes they show are unbelievable. The creatures you see that you've never seen before or heard of. All these underwater scenes, I don't know how they do it. But every other phrase is, But man caused climate change. He's raping and killing our planet. It's always, 
It's always some British guy worried about uh, <laughs> worried about burning the planet to a crisp. <laughs> Shut up! It's, it's almost it's almost <clears throat> acceptable with that accent. Um, almost <laughs> makes it a little more tolerable. <laughs> Then I found this, uh, I found what I thought was going to be a great one from National Geographic. It's called One Strange Rock. And the first two episodes were great, other than being told from a totally atheistic perspective, of course. But Will Smith hosts it, uh, and, and then they also have eight astronauts that talk about seeing the Earth from space. And they all go into great detail about, you know, the incredibly unlikely mixture of elements on this planet that came together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just so happened that the Earth has a magnetic field that, unlike any other planet anywhere we know of, this field shields the Earth from the deadly rays of the sun. Oh, and, and of course, the Earth also magically developed an ozone layer <laughs> that also shields the Earth so that only 2% of the sun's ultraviolet rays make it to the planet's surface. That's amazing! Otherwise, of course, the Earth would be scorched and baked to death just like venus uh-huh and like the temperature of the ocean would you know yes be 200 degrees 200 degree. uh, be 200 degrees hotter i mean there's these gigantic dust storms that blow through africa's sahara desert and then leave the african continent on the wind they carry over the pacific ocean and then they eventually are dumped twenty-two thousand tons worth dumped into the into the dirt of the Amazon basin in South America 6200 miles away wow to fertilize the Amazon basin with all almost the exact amount of soil that the Amazon loses every year that's washed away in rain and flooding almost the exact amount it needs just wild coincidence like that huh That's cool. Of course, there's the Gulf Stream and air currents that keep our temperatures mild, moderate, uh, fluctuating, and a weird stellar collision that that occurred between the Earth and another planet, of course, four billion years ago. Um, And the, uh, the other planet that just happened to be next to us at the time called Thea. And when Thea crashed into the Earth, it knocked the Earth off its axis. At just the right angle for our seasons to change and pleasant weather weather patterns to take place so huh. that one half of the earth wouldn't freeze every year. Hmm. And, by the way, uh, our moon formed from the debris of that collision spun off at the exact perfect distance to affect our tides. Uh, plus a million other sheer unadulterated coincidences they just happen to fall into place perfectly to allow the Earth to be the perfect balance and the perfect environment for life to thrive on this planet. Wow. Unlike any other place anywhere in the universe. So you're saying all these coincidences. <clears throat> all these amazing, yes, all just luckily wound up in just the right place at just the right time to at 1.4 billion years ago, it allowed some organism to crawl out of the yeah. primordial yeah. goo uh-huh. and I, get struck by lightning or I something. I know where you're going with this. We're not really sure how it happened. Yep. At the exact perfect time, in the exact perfect place, mm-hmm. it all happened just when it needed to to provide the energy to burst into a more complex organism Okay. that started this beautiful process of evolution where everything just perfectly... Wound up until, ta-da, 
Ta-ta-da! Today, today. four billion years later, it's us! And we're ruining it with climate change. Is that your point you're making? But still, honey, we're (laughs) home! We're home now! (laughs) Lucy, you got some splat out the door! How do I get here? (laughs) So Uh, to me, I'm I'm watching all of this. You're watching it, yeah? Thinking, okay, seriously, how is it possible that any intelligent person could believe any of that? How, how could you believe that it just all accidentally came together? Scientists, astronauts, Will Smith, they all, really, that's what you believe? All of what I just described, and, and I mean infinitely more, just accidentally happened. It's like somebody placed all the components of the biggest, smartest supercomputer ever ever conceived into a box and then decided to shake it up for four billion years just keep shaking until something happens with it and they shook and shook all of those separate components until sometime just coincidentally lightning strike struck the box and then we stopped shaking it lo and behold it became the biggest smartest supercomputer ever conceived (laughs) amazingly accidentally completely properly assembled in the box already powered up and ready to use (laughs) wow that's it's just that likely either that or a loving omnipotent god created this planet for us knowing the specs necessary for us to exist and put them all in place you know using the power of his priesthood uh occam's razor anyone which of these which of these scenarios seems the more likely but frankly okay you're going to get the atheist spin on these kind of shows i i knew that going in but what i was initially excited about with the first two episodes of of uh one strange rock was i wasn't getting all that global warming spin then came episode three. Oh no yeah they let you wait after in. you're hooked they get you hooked and it was on. I mean, full frontal climate change bullcrap, including after stating the obvious fact that plants must have CO2 to grow. Okay. Right? Okay. That's how, that's how they grow. That's how they thrive. It's part of the important process. It just accidentally happened here. So, but by episode three, CO2 had become, quote, a killer, deadly, a dangerous poison. Uh, okay, all done. I, I know you think you, you hooked me with those. Fr- no. Good night. Drive safely. I'm hmm. over it. I, I just don't. Isn't it embarrassing to them that they put this stuff together and then fully contradict themselves and their facts? Either CO2 is life-giving and absolutely necessary to humans and to plant life, or it's it's poison. Which is it? It can't be both. It can't be both. Wow. And the fact that we're at, I don't know, 400 parts per million, and it's supposed to be 350, we're supposed to be all excited about that, when it's been 4,000 parts per million before? And it's called One Strange Rock? Yeah, One Strange Rock. And you say give it two episodes and then uh, Watch the first two off. episodes, then turn it off and never watch it again. <laughs> Noted. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Wax RX. Um, you know, all of this amazing stuff happened to to make uh, life 
doable and livable and enjoyable. And then came earwax. Ah, man. How'd that happen? How'd that get into the mix? (laughs) So if you have itchy, uh, painful ears, they're plugged up. If that sounds familiar, uh, go to WaxRx. Use WaxRx.com. WaxRx is a physician-developed technology. Safely and effectively removes earwax buildup. You don't jam Q-tips into your ears. That could be really harmful to your eardrums. And then, you know, the candling stuff. Don't put fire near your head. Now you can use WaxRx without a prescription. Try it today, risk-free. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Enter the offer code radio at checkout, and you'll get free shipping when you buy it. Finally, it's a great solution. You can do it home for so much cheaper than going to the doctor. It's usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio. Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-900-3393. Just who muck and fudge tweets. Now, just who muck and fudge is the one. She does the the, uh, bingo cards for us, right? Correct. She does those every week for us. Good morning this (laughs) morning. Good morning this morning. (laughs) Today, Pat's working up to the uh, intensity of a bazillion bazillion white hot burning suns. Yeah, we're uh, bazillion. We found out is a real. Yeah, it's a real thing. Cool. They don't know what it is. It's just real, I guess. It's it's a a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a. It's a word for a lot. <laughs> Bovine scatology. I hereby nominate Realtor Michelle for the Presidential Medal of Freedom. <laughs> she help you, Pat. <laughs> you want to leave because of Trump. <laughs> Pat, fat, hathead, Kristen. Did you cover up the couch? We still have an hour before Senator Mike Lee gets here. Right. We'll fix that maybe. We're, we're thinking, okay, U.S. Senator on the orange, dirty, filthy couch. Yeah, not a good combination. <laughs> A uh, tweet from Ikara3022. Democrats claim DACA kids shouldn't have to pay for their parents' crimes. But white people are still responsible for 17th century slave owners. That's a, well said. That's so true. true. That's well true. Said. By the way, there's a really funny Babylon Bee. We've talked about the Babylon Bee before. It's a <laughs> I do great stuff. satirical Christian site uh-huh. uh, that does just really great Fine. stuff. Great writers over there. Um the other day, we were talking about Easter worshipers, because that's how Christians were presented <laughs> in Sri Lanka. Yeah. Uh, killed 300 and... Is it... What is it now? 350? Gosh, I saw 359. 359, Let me see what I the think. latest is, though. Oh, man. That was yesterday. I saw the that The death number. toll just, just keeps going up. Yeah. Uh, but they had the uh, traditional... Traditional word is Christian. <laughs> the updated word, of course as they found out, Easter worshippers. So then they came up with a guide to alternative names for all the world religions. Hindu, cow avoider. Uh, Muslim, hummus enjoyer. (laughs) Buddhists, Nirvana fans. Uh, I think there's a lot of Nirvana fans. Uh, Probably less after Kurt Cobain died, but still. (laughs) Wiccan, hot topic shopper. Uh, Jews, tiny hat wearers. Or I do like uh, Passover enthusiasts. I like that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Mormon, polite bike riders. <laughs> uh, wouldn't describe me, though. I've, I, don't, I haven't ridden a bike since I was 12. Oh, I thought you were supposed to. Um, just supposed to use a requirement to own that, right? <laughs> Atheist, teenager. <laughs> uh, or maybe my euphemism, godless animal. Uh-huh. Uh, Jehovah's Witness. Like Mormons, but on foot. (laughs) 
Satanist, dungeon master, crossfitter, fanatical fitness evangelizer, and a Scientologist. Uh, their nickname was removed by our lawyers. <laughs> Scientologists uh, are want to uh, sue from time to time. So, Do, uh, do we want to mention, in case you just joined us, um, a huge announcement just before we got started today from Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, if... Uh, we would, we would encourage you, when you want to buy some uh, fun stuff, you'd go to shop.theblaze.com. However, I guess Middle Class Joe is uh, selling some items as well. Um, yeah, Middle Class Joe has a um, pretty good line of apparel. And he, he's got totes for Joe. Uh, Do we have some photos yeah, so of these? Listen, look at that. You can oh, support Joe Biden 2020. Totes for Joe. Totes for Joe. What a stupid bag that is. Then there's... And Capo that, Joe. By the way, that bag's twenty-seven bucks. So oh, that's cheap. That's uh huh. Double the price. And we got Capo Joe. Okay, what does Capo Joe cost? Twenty-five bucks. What? Stop it. The cup. Twenty-five bucks for a. Uh, the cup is twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a cup of Joe. Oh wow. Middle class Joe. That seems to be a pretty big markup, my friend. <laughs> and then there's the uh, Joe onesie. Joe is the onesie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. that's rich. Joe is the onesie. That's uh, 27 rich. bucks for that. 27 uh, So again, And your child will grow out of it in three weeks. Uh, Congratulations. Right. right. You can buy uh, coffee mugs on shop.theblaze.com. Um, you can buy more than two of those before you could afford one Joe Biden mug. 12 bucks for a uh, coffee mug. Okay, so it's not $25. No, 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 no. no. It no, is $25? Okay, it's twenty-five bucks for the Joe Biden coffee cup. Right. It's twelve dollars for a Blaze coffee mug. Okay, so you could uh, spend your, your dollar wow. goes twice as far with the Blaze than it does with Joe Biden. And he's middle class Joe. And he's middle class Joe. I mean, come on, he's he fighting hard for the working man and and woman and woman a person. I yeah, guess. he's working for the working women. That's person. for sure. <laughs> what? Sorry, my bad. Joe Biden's working for the women. That might be something we uh, oh, work on sometime. You don't say that. You don't do that on the air before I you get know. it noodled out. I'm just thinking aloud. Joe Biden's working for the women. Yeah, we'll work yes. that out later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that, Pat. 888-900-3393. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, apparently, the Empire cast mm-hmm. is demanding that Jussie Smollett be brought back for next season. Uh, Lee Daniels told the New York City morning show yesterday that uh, they're in discussions right now. Two of the two main stars, Taraji Henson and Terrence Howard, and I guess the rest of the top cast have already made their decision. They said, uh, together as a united front, we stand with Jussie Smollett. Wow. And ask that our co-star brother and friend be brought back for our sixth season of Empire. Huh. Now, there was... What I understood was there was also an or else attached, sort of. Oh? <clears throat> we understand the past months have been difficult to process. Sometimes the headlines brought more confusion than clarity, yet we now have a conclusion to this ordeal. Yeah. We know justice wasn't served. That was the conclusion we got. But, uh, let's see. Where is the... Throughout Empire's five seasons, working with, working with Jussie... <clears throat> and watching how he has conducted himself through this traumatic event, we've come to know not just the character Jussie portrays, but also truly come to know Jussie's <laughs> personal character. This is why you shouldn't want him on the show. He is kind. He is compassionate. He is honest. And above all, he's filled with integrity. <laughs> okay. Just kind of a stretch, kids. 
He's also innocent and no longer subject to legal uncertainty, with the criminal charges against him having been dropped. We are confident in his lawyer's assurance that the case was dismissed because it would not have prevailed. Yeah, that's not what happened, but... It's clear every day that the extreme political climate in our country has only made our justice, uh, our system of justice in the public, in the court of public opinion, more unjust. So they're threatening uh, to walk if he is not reinstated. Wow. Okay. This is why more than ever we must stand together as a family, or else. Gosh, that'd be a shame if Empire oh, went no, off the air. No, no, don't do it, oh, please. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to have to figure out something else to watch on oh, that gonna, night that it comes on. <laughs> As I have <laughs> the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. So somehow I'm going to muddle through either way. Uh, in America, it's estimated that 50 million of us miss work due to pain. Spend about $2,000 a year trying to uh, relieve the pain. And then 66% of us just decide, eh, I'm just going to have to deal with this the rest of my life. Not true. Because a lot of people, a lot, thousands, tens of thousands have found relief with Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free. It was created by doctors. And you can just start out with the three-week quick start. It's 1995. You'll get three weeks to see if it works for you. If it doesn't, just don't order anymore. If it does, then you're going to want to, like 70% of the other people who order the quick start, because it works for them. Get your life back with Relief Factor and their three-week quick start, just $19.95. If you're in pain, what do you have to lose? It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. 888-933-93. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we got to get into this Ukrainian situation a little bit. <laughs> this uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, who is a comedic actor, he played a president on a TV show, on a comedy TV show. This would be a little bit like, I don't know, Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If he ever played president. Uh, winning presidential election, the actual election. And not only did he win, he crushed the incumbent president. With uh, now 95% of the vote has been counted. And the comedian Zelensky won 74 to 25. Wow. 74 to 25%. <laughs> That's not wow. even close. Oh, it, it, I mean that that's is like that's like ah, we got some uh, early exit polls in, and we're just going to call it a night. That <laughs> is a massacre. So this thing is sweeping the world. People are just sick of business as usual. Uh, the perceived corruption, perceived and actual, um, sick of the games that that the elite are playing, and they just want something different. I just, it's really something. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, <clears throat> uh, Malinex Mowing Service <laughs> tweets: You forgot about the Joe twenty twenty gloves. You can grab whatever you want while wearing them and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> you got the laugh track from the Zelensky <laughs> President Show. <laughs> uh, Oh, they like that one. Jeff Joffrey. He doesn't have any lunchboxes for sale. I thought he was Lunchbox Joe. Well, not anymore. Now he's he's middle class Joe. 
uh, from the Pickled Squirrel. So the cast of Empire believes in something that doesn't exist? Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll noodle that out eventually, I hope. But uh, they apparently haven't yet. Not yet. Duck Daddy tweets, if the Earth could play Lotto, it would hit the jackpot every time. That's, yes. <laughs> We're talking about the nature shows and how everything just happened to fall into place perfectly in a million different unbelievable, miraculous ways in order to uh, bring about life on this planet. It's just so unlikely to happen. It's virtually, to me, it's impossible without the hand of a divine creator. It's impossible. It just wouldn't have happened. And somehow scientists can can justify, ah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff, but, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Mm-mm. No, it really doesn't. Uh, Green New Deal Tauntaun and Seahorse Emporium. <laughs> a little Mike Lee reference, huh? Mm-hmm. He's going to be in here less than an hour. Pat, haven't you seen the documentary on how the Earth was commissioned as a supercomputer by a race of alien mice on the advice of deep thought? <laughs> That's how the Earth actually came to be. Mm. Now, I haven't seen that, but it sounds really reasonable. Is that on Netflix? And, uh, logical. That, that show? If it's not, it probably will be very soon. Okay. Uh, Kristen. Hi, you're on The Blaze. Bingo. Nice. Hey-o. Good. All right. Where did uh, this bingo allegedly take place? Uh, the very last row where it starts with Pat Talks Sports and okay. ends with Noodle It Out. All righty. Nice job. Uh, way to go. So what do you want from shop.theblaze.com? Uh, I would like a navy Pat Gray hoodie. I like it. Okay. Oh, nice. Fine choice. Thanks a lot, okay. Kristen. Hang on a second. We'll get yeah. the information to send it to you. Yeah, I, we got all sorts of stuff that's cheaper <laughs> than anything you'll find uh, on, uh, on Joe, Biden. Joe Biden's Com. store. You know, we got the Pat Gray Whatever hats. it is. Again, mm-hmm. you could buy two Pat Gray coffee mugs and still have a buck left over before you could afford one <laughs> cup of Joe coffee mug. 25 bucks for a mug? That's outrageous. That is insane, That's man. Come on. Mm. Uh, 888-900-3393. Hey, we have our um, leadership training program coming up, too, for Mercury One. Every summer we do this, and every summer the kids love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. If you have young adults in your house or maybe they're at school and you, you want them to do something really valuable with their time this summer, this is the perfect opportunity. We do this with wall builders and uh, we have emerging emerging leaders that come here and learn in this leadership training course. It's so impactful. Um, in fact, listen to what a few of the students have said. They've sent us letters about attending this uh, learning leadership training program. I'd like to thank the Mercury One and Wall Builders teams for the training over the last two weeks. It's been an invaluable experience. LTP taught me more about history, the Bible, and the pursuit for truth that went far beyond the theoretical knowledge I gained in school. It's from JC. Heidi says, before this, I knew what I believed. I, I knew what I thought were good principles, but now I have logic behind it. Mm-hmm. I know why I believe and why that's a good thing. That's so important. Instead of just saying, well, that's what I believe as a Christian. Um, so spots are limited. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for kids 18 to 25, young adults 18 to 25. So get on this today. Do this now. The first session is June 3rd and it goes through the 14th. Then the next session, the second and final is July 15th through the 26th. They're going to love it. Yeah. And you're going to love them for having done it. 
you probably do love them already, but you know, it just might deepen the whole thing. There you go. Give you a reason to love them. Yeah. Now you just love them because they're your kids. Yeah. Now, now, now you're going to love them because they can talk history, right? And uh, the Bible, and, and they all can sorts of sound like stuff. intelligent, thoughtful beings. I mean, before now, probably before this, before leadership training program, it's mm-hmm. just like it's the kid that lives upstairs. Whatever, I love them. Yeah, just go. I mean, in your they're room. fine, but yeah, they're fine. Thank they're you. Fine. They're acceptable at this point. Yeah. If you want them, great. Send them to a leadership training program. Exactly. Otherwise, they're just <laughs> fine. <laughs> Mercury1.org/ltp. Are you down with LTP? Yeah, you know me. Mm. Mercury1.org <laughs> slash LTP or call 817-441-6044. Nice. Okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, again, in less than an hour, we've got uh, Senator Mike Lee coming in. He's going to talk about his book, Our Lost Decor- Declaration, among other things. You know, he's a big... Fr- he and Bernie Sanders are really good friends. What in the world? I'm going to ask him about that. Oh, yeah, you best. We have <laughs> another example from his state that I'm not excited about and never was because it didn't turn out well. Orrin Hatch, Ted Kennedy. That was a match made in hell. And so uh, we'll talk to him about that another. Other amazing things. The guy is so smart and would yeah. make such a great Supreme Court justice. Oh, yes, he would. Do you think he's also a big <clears throat> NFL fan? He cares about the draft tonight? It's possible. we yeah. got to talk to him about that. And, and the draft it, does yeah. happen tonight. Oh, yes? Yes, it does. Oh. Yeah. Huh. I can't wait. <laughs> Me either. Uh, I'm just tired of hearing about the, who's going to be the first pick. Who's going to be the first pick? I, I, is it that big a deal? I, well, I guess it is. You're a Cardinals fan, it is. Yes. Uh, but last year they chose a quarterback in the first round, and to do it again it would be well interesting that they've already given up on him. That's amazing. He, you know what? The, yeah, and uh, they'll probably trade him away to the Patriots, and he'll go on to be Josh Rosen would be great, you know. But uh, uh, probably, but you know that guy just has uh, uh, ego mm-hmm. maniac mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's. He thinks a lot of himself. Yep. He's, he's got like AOC syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, their willingness to go with Kyler Murray instead. Might, maybe. Number one and yeah, maybe he's just clashing with everybody in the locker room. Who knows? Yeah, not just the struggles on the field, but maybe it's an attitude. I don't know. By the way, speaking of AOC, um, you know, she came out and <laughs> said that the the VA ain't broke, so don't fix it. Uh-huh. Sadly, uh, President Trump agreed. <laughs> Wait. Uh, he Wait, took the side I'm of sorry? AOC regarding the effectiveness of the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay. Both politicians say it's doing well. Don't don't fix something that ain't broke. <laughs> uh, she, she said, just to, as a reminder, mm-hmm. there are some things that we're hearing today. There's some themes we've got coming out, and especially when it comes to the VA, all I can think of is that classic refrain that my parents always told me growing up, which is that, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. She said the VA provides high-quality care and that those who are trying to fix it are seeking to do so to the benefit of private insurance companies. Have you ever talked to a veteran, AOC? Oh, man. So anyway, she went on and on about it. Then President Trump tweeted out, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is correct. <laughs> The VA is not broken. It's doing great. Is it? 
But okay. and you can imagine, here's here's the kicker. Okay. But that's only because of the Trump administration. Okay. We got Veterans Choice and Accountability passed. Okay, so now it's perfect, I guess. Uh Did we have three suicides in one weekend because of poor care a couple yeah, weeks ago? Yes. Twenty two a day. I mean, it's just it's really sad. And, I and mean, it's in a bad bad yeah. way. And I mean at the VA that these suicides. Oh, that's occurred. right. Yeah, they were literally there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Our friends at home, Tidelock, have uh, some some absolutely fantastic testimonials. Well, they're not fantastic to the people who are sending them in. Um, but for instance, this poor story. For this person. Uh, I mean, you would never expect this. I thought I had an okay renter in one of my homes. I was wrong. The police called it title fraud. My tenant forged his name onto my home's title and borrowed $200,000 using my property as collateral. Then he took off. And I didn't find out until I got the foreclosure notice. See, you don't want that kind of thing to happen because once it does, then you've got to prove. Then you've got to go through a huge hassle uh, that costs a lot of money and get a lawyer and make sure all of these things can't happen to you. Hopefully... You'll get home title lock before it happens the first time. Because for just pennies a day, home title lock will put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Here's what I tell everybody to do. Just go to hometitlelock.com like I did and register your home to see if your title's already been compromised. If you register now, they're going to give you a free title scan and report. Usually 100 bucks, but when you sign up now, you'll get that free. Go to hometitlelock.com, get protection for your home so it can't be literally stolen from you and you just get kicked out of your home hometitlelock.com this is pat gray unleashed So I don't know how much the ratings from uh, CNN's town halls the other night mean, but uh, the winners and losers have been figured out. The ratings are in for all five of the town halls that CNN did the other night. According to Nielsen, Kamala Harris beat out everybody else with one point with an average of 1.4 million viewers. That's pretty good for CNN. They normally get about eight viewers, so they had a little bit more than normal. Sanders came in second with 1.3, only 100,000 behind. Number three, Mayor Pete Buttigieg (laughs) and uh, Elizabeth Warren tied for third with 1.2 million. Mm. By far the worst ratings were uh, garnered by Amy Klobuchar. (laughs) She had 869,000. And she was like, she was the leadoff hitter, right? Yeah, she was embarrassing, though. She's terrible. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all terrible. I mean, I don't know that Klobuchar, she's just less known. I don't know that she does anything or her policies are worse. They can't be worse than Bernie's. They can't be worse than Kamala Harris. Uh, And so, you know, take your pick. Uh, Paying attention to these guys, considering voting for one of these people, is like playing Russian roulette with America. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I, I don't just, want to do it. I just looked up to see, you know, I couldn't remember the name of the guy from last week who announced. I was just trying to figure that out. And so when I Google new search Democrats 2020 list, the first story that comes <clears throat> up is 
who isn't running for president in 2020. I know. And that yeah. list is short of like big names. Terry McAuliffe, Hillary Clinton, Michael Bloomberg, Eric Holder, Sherrod, uh, Sherrod Brown, and uh, Oprah Winfrey. Has Holder definitely said no? I haven't heard a no. I, I haven't either. I haven't either. He still may get into this thing. You talk about egomaniacs. That guy will think he can win too. Yeah. Kind of an interesting statement yesterday from Franklin Graham. <clears throat> One of the country's most well-known evangelical Christians, uh, Graham, said about Mayor Pete, who's openly gay, that he, he, wow, I mean, you just can't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't. Graham called homosexuality a sin and, quote, something to be repentant of, not something to be flaunted, praised, or politicized. Huh. Huh. What a bold statement. So has he been uh, oh, he'll put be to death yet? Not, not yet, no? but you know that's coming. <laughs> he, almost literally, but certainly figuratively, he'll be put to death by everybody who disagrees with him. Because you can't think that anymore. You can't even believe that. They want that belief completely eliminated. But the other thing that kind of interests me on this is... Uh, Franklin, I thought we weren't voting for a pastor in chief. <laughs> wait, did he, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> he's he one that? of the. Yes, he's one of the millions who said that all the time. Franklin Graham. I think that? so. Look it up. Look it up and I'm see if trying. he said that about Trump. But he's such a. He's in Trump's camp, just like you know Falwell and the rest of these guys. And the refrain from them every time something came up with Trump is, "We're not voting for pastor in chief." I, all I care about are the policies. Okay, well, his gayness is not a policy, so why are you even saying anything about it? it this is the problem with not being consistent. You lose mm-hmm. credibility. It's like, okay, you'll say it about the Democrats, and I know their policies suck, but this isn't a policy issue, so how does it figure in? All of a sudden, when it didn't before. Uh, now, Buddha Judge kind of responded to that in saying, God doesn't have a political party. Eh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> that, kind of. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, now I understand the, the context for, uh, mm-hmm. for Ben Shapiro's tweet uh, recently. Because um, he said, well... Yeah, maybe God doesn't have a political party, but uh, I'm trying to find this though. He wouldn't. Uh, su- he w- I doubt he would support you know abortion on demand. Right. And right. He went through a whole list of yeah. them. So that's where this that's comes why from, I huh? say kind of, <laughs> kind of. <yeah. laughs> I mean, God doesn't choose sides. We choose the side. We choose to be on His side or not. And who's closer to that? It's so clear. Of course, Republicans are closer to it if you believe in traditional conservative uh, policies and principles and values would God say yeah you know what if she intended to abort the baby and she tried to have a last minute abortion and the baby survived it and just put him on the counter and let him die is there anyone who believes that's a godly standard is there anybody who believes yeah God's fine with that He's fine with late-term abortion. He's fine with acting any way you want. He's fine with any kind of behavior you want to get into. I No, of course not. It's ludicrous to believe that. 
ah, break the rules, break the laws, don't enforce them, whatever. Uh, that's not what he taught. That is not what he taught. He said, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and unto God that which is God's. So that means you've got to obey the laws of the land. And there is a party, there is a political party who does not advocate for that. They are not champions of the laws of the land. They're champions of whatever is the whim of the moment. That's what they love. That's what they're all about. So, God doesn't have a political party? Mm, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of not. Uh, Graham shared a CNN story about the town hall on Twitter and said presidential candidate in South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg is right. God doesn't have a political party, but God does have commandments, laws, and standards he gives us to live by. Mayor, Mayor Buttigieg uh, says he's a gay Christian. As a Christian, I believe the Bible, which defines homosexuality as sin, is something to be repentant of, not something to be flaunted, praised, or publicized. The Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman, not two men, not two women. Wow. I haven't heard anybody say that publicly like this that strongly for a long time. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed and Senator Mike Lee coming up in a little over a half an hour. Another stack of incredible stuff. You know, this interesting trend going on in the Democrat Party now to have felons vote while in prison. Incredible. We'll get into that in a second. Do you have a stoplight at your kitchen table to let you know when to stop eating? Of course not. Nobody does. But there is a stoplight naturally present in your body. It's called OEA that sends a signal to your brain that, okay, you're full. Stop eating, fatty. Uh, But for some of us... (laughs) We just don't listen to that signal. Or it's not quite strong enough. And we keep eating. And then you gain weight. So if you, if you can get your body some help, why wouldn't you do that? Get Riduzone. It contains OEA. Strengthens that stoplight in your body. It's formulated to help you know, okay, you're full. Enough. Uh, Riduzone was developed to help your stomach send that signal to your brain so you can feel fuller naturally. It also kicks your metabolism into gear to help you burn fat, and then you lose weight. It's not a stimulant either. It doesn't contain caffeine. It's not going to make you all jittery. Riduzone contains OEA, and that's it. So go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Get a special offer right now at Riduzone.com. Riduzone.com. <laughs> that worked. Pat Gray. Triple A, 900-3393, and Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So, with all this talk about socialism, with the Democrats make trying to make it mainstream, and I guess they kind of have certainly for millennials and, and many, many others in our society. Uh, it's pretty well accepted. Well, Bernie Marcus from Home Depot, he's the founder of Home Depot, Yeah, spoke about socialism. Check this out. 
Bernie Marcus, formerly of Home Depot. <clears throat> now, I think out on his own, doing retirement Hi, stuff. Here he I is. want to start by saying something politically incorrect. I love America. I do. I love America because it's the greatest country in the world. I think there are two big reasons why this country is so great. The first is our Constitution, which guarantees our freedom of speech and expression. The second is our free market system. Mm -hmm. The free market system has been the biggest creator of wealth and prosperity the world has ever known, Thank lifting you. billions of people out of poverty yeah. and far more superior than any government program could ever be. The free nice. market is the tool that allows many to reach out and grab hold of the American dream. Mm -hmm. When I co-founded the Home Depot in 1979, I'd just been fired and I was broke. There's no other country in the world that is a system where someone under these circumstances could turn a simple idea and hard work into a company that employs more than 400,000 people and has created thousands of successful millionaires. That's great. While I'm no longer in the management wow. of the Home Depot, I still believe in the free market enterprise system that helped build it. That's why it pains me to see people in this country glorifying socialism. Young people uh -huh. especially have been indoctrinated into believing that free enterprise is immoral because it enriches the greedy and depresses the poor. Even the word capitalism is not politically correct to use. But the reality is that the free market system has created the biggest middle class population in the world. Mm -hmm. And while some may say socialism is well intentioned, the fact no, is not. it robs people of their independence, mm -hmm. their dignity, and their finances leading to government dependence. Thank you. Suppression of ideas and lower standards of living for those under its thumb. Mm -hmm. Free enterprise just doesn't create an environment where individuals have the opportunity to prosper, but makes charitable giving possible in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's not a random occurrence that Americans are the most charitable people in the world. It's a result of a hard work, entrepreneurship, and yes, a free market system. Yes. Because in order to give money, you need to make money. It's not an <laughs> evil concept. In the last 15 years, I've donated to causes that have included medical research, autism research, advocacy for veterans' causes, and even building the Georgia Aquarium. Call it whatever you like. Free market, free enterprise, or even capitalism. I don't care. As long as you understand that these free market ideas have made giving back in these big ways possible. Why don't we have more people speaking out like that? Right. There, there needs to be. There needs to be people speaking out like that. That's... That's just that's great. And can I just say that that um, privately funded Georgia Aquarium is world class. It's the best aquarium mm. I've been to, and that was private dollars, hundred percent. It's great. I mean, he made so many great points there. It's hard to know, yeah, which one to really drill down on. You but can't, they're all great. You can't donate money unless <clears throat> you make money. Mm -hmm. Such a great and point. I will say this: socialism is not well intentioned. Now, let's mm. not buy into that bull crap. Yeah. It is not well-intentioned. <laughs> and by the way, if you've got coworkers or friends or family who are leaning that way, share that video with them. You can find it on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. You just tweeted it out while it was playing there, Pat. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I do. Yep. So, um, if you know, I, 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 I hate it when evil is disguised as good. Yeah. 
and we're supposed to accept it. Well, they're well-intentioned. Yes, the outcome is usually, well, okay, always bad, but they meant well. No, they didn't. No, they didn't mean well. What they mean is to take away your choice. What they mean is for uh, tyrannical practices to set in. For atrocities to occur. Because that's what happens every time with socialism and communism. It's responsible for more deaths than anything in world history, with the possible exception of communicable diseases. Oh, I thought you were going to say climate change. (laughs) The killer among us. Climate change. CO2 has killed more human beings and more animals and more plant life. Well, also, you know, help them to be Yeah, it helps them alive, and then kills them. Existing. It, like, you know, it lures the plants yeah. in. It's like, I'm going right. to help you grow, and then I'm going to snuff you out. And at the very end, Plant. man, you're gone. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, people like Bernie Sanders trying to sell us on the idea of socialism. Uh, for years, this guy has drawn a pension for his eight-year stint as mayor of Burlington, and even as he's received a salary as a member of Congress. Hmm. He earns $174,000 as a U.S. Senator. Wow. He received $5,241 from Burlington's pension system in 2018. His total income with his wife, Jane O'Meara Sanders, that year was five sixty one two ninety three, dollars which was down from over a over million dollars the previous two years. Because I wrote a book. You wrote a, a, I wrote a book. <laughs> You're on about selling book. You'll get rich, too. Wow. Public financial disclosures, disclosures show that Sanders, who began serving in the House of Representatives in 91, Senate in 2007, has received nearly $62,000 in Burlington pensions. Mm. He's just double dipping. Don't worry about it. Yeah, whatever. It's just <laughs> known as double dipping. It's it's not illegal. Just maybe slightly unethical and certainly against his socialized uh, mm-hmm. principles, I would think. But yeah. he keeps doing it because... Well, he's a hypocrite. <laughs> and just just a good opportunity to remind folks that uh, the current president of the United States does not take a salary. Okay. He donates his entire presidential salary of $400,000 to charity every year. Wow. Uh, also, Bernie was really critical of wealth with U.S. senators during his first campaign for office in 1971, calling it immoral that half the members of, of the Senate were millionaires. Uh, why is that immoral? I mean, if they earn their money through crime, then yeah. Okay, but if they earned it legally and, and ethically, what's the problem? His decades-old comment were picked up in December 1971 by the Bennington Banner. It's a Vermont newspaper. And now it's resurfacing a little bit because he has acknowledged now that he is a U.S. Senate Millionaire. <laughs> Write a book. You look like an idiot. Write a book. Well, what did you say in the seventies? <laughs> that that'll be his comeback. Yeah. Well, what did you? What kinds of things did you say in the seventies? Hmm. Uh, Josh Orton said, "Yes, it's uh, it's true." His campaign spokesman, Senator Sanders, said in the nineteen seventies that it is immoral that the government too often represents the interests of the super wealthy and large corporations. And yes, it is also true that Senator Sanders has continued to demand a change from that for his entire life. Yeah, but you, you didn't mention that, oh, by the way, he's also an immoral millionaire in the Senate. But he continued, as the son of an immigrant who grew up living paycheck to paycheck, Senator Sanders believes elected officials should represent the interests of working people, not corporations' special interests and in the ultra-wealthy. Ultra okay, 
all of this is just it's just babbling. It's yep. just rhetoric. Yep. It's meaningless banter. Because the guy is just dripping with hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That's but this is why he works every day to ensure every American has Ugh. the basic necessities of life. Does he? Including a livable wage, decent housing, health care, and retirement. Wow. So the government provides a livable wage. Okay. How do you define that? Where do you stop with that? Well, yeah, and and, and how much is a livable wage, and how mm. much could Bernie donate to families in need mm-hmm. and knock him down to where he's still got a livable wage, but he allows some other families to be at that point well, as but, well? But to Bernie, it's not his job. It's the government's. Oh, well, I thought he was a governor. He's a senator. He's Remember when Jesus said, let the governments take care of the people? Don't Don't you worry about it. Um, uh, wait. What, what book was? Can um, I get a verse? It's the book of Steve, I think. The book of yeah, Steve. Book of, book of what Steve. chapter are we looking in? Seventy nine, chapter seventy nine, somewhere in there. Seventy nine ish. Okay, livable wage, livable wage, decent housing. So we we must provide a wage and housing. Mm-hmm. Of course, the health care that's a given, and then retirement security. So then we've got to give them retirement security. Wow. He says he's a millionaire and will release. Well, he did release 10 years of tax returns. Um, But he's going to have some issues when he starts showing up to any kind of journalist with integrity who's going to ask him about some of these things. When this thing gets going, I think Bernie Sanders is going to have a difficult time. First of all, he's curmudgeonly. He's got no charisma. He's, he's uh, He's got the personality of a bathroom bull brush. And the guy <laughs> sucks. A bathroom bowl brush. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Uh huh. I'm gonna have a talk with a bathroom bowl brush. I'll yeah. Get back try to it. You. I want to see. Try it. You'll see. get more satisfaction out of that than you will Bernie Sanders. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee. Will it. the bowl brush uh, will it lower my taxes? Because Bernie sure as heck won't. No, neither one of them will. Oh, okay. But that brings us to uh, CNN anchors Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon, who are stunned. It's hard to stun these guys with with Democrat <laughs> principles, but somehow Bernie managed because yep. he's okay with terrorists, murderers, rapists, and pedophiles voting. And Chris Cuomo said it's it's giving the impression that these Democrats are way out there. <laughs> no. Yeah, Chris, this is what I've been kind of trying to tell you. They... They give the impression that they're way out there because they're (laughs) way out there. Uh, Here's their discussion about the issue. Top 2020 Democratic hopefuls have been following Bernie Sanders' lead on many progressive policy stances. Last night, Senator Sanders said that people in prison, even terrorists like the Boston bomber, have the right to vote while they're in prison. (laughs) D. Lemon, what's your take? Uh, I'm stunned. As you can see, you can see on, on our faces and the responses. Listen, I'm glad we asked the question. I'm glad you asked the question uh, first to Bernie, and then we um, talked to the other candidates, the subsequent candidates who came on. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. I think, um, I think you were right that it's going to be a campaign for those who said either, yes, they should be able to vote even the, the most awful people among us, or we should have a conversation about it. I think it's going to be an issue. Senator Kamala mm-hmm. Harris said that she has now revised her opinion in saying those who are in prison, no, no. they don't get to vote. No. Well, last night, that's not what she said. But yep. she, she is, listen, she can revise her position 
uh, and change her mind, or maybe she just didn't um, get it out last night. But I think that is going to be an issue, and I think it's mm. it's it's a real mm-hmm. it's an interesting subject or question to debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most people in America feel like once you've paid your debt to society, maybe you should have the opportunity to go out and vote. Um, and at, at least exercise your constitutional rights. But if you're in prison, if you have create, uh, committed a crime like the Boston Marathon bombings or if you'd, you've assaulted or abused a child, I don't think Americans would, most Americans would want people like that to vote. You know what it frames? It frames mm-hmm. the proposition right. for voters as these people are way out there. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've been saying. It's a big moment for Chris. It sure is. And Don... It's I mean, amazing. Sorry, D Lemon. It's a, it's amazing they haven't noticed it until now. Yeah, these are the people. By the way, same people, Chris, D, <laughs> that uh, have been proposing a hundred trillion dollar Green New Deal. Well, that's not what makes that's, them way out there. That's kind that's of not sense. way out there. No, no. These are the not. same people that are talking about infanticide being okay. Yeah, but murdering alive ah, babies. That's not, that's way, not out way out there. there. It's not that. That's, come on. I'm, no, I'm talking about things that are way out there. <laughs> yeah. Open borders. Way out there. Mm-hmm. Eliminating ice. Way out there. 70% income tax. Way out there. Socialized medicine, way out there. Socialized college, way out there. (laughs) Reparations to Native Americans and African Americans, way out there. Mm, What about uh, packing the Supreme Court? That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Way out there. Okay, but you haven't said. Eliminating the Electoral College. Way out there. Lowering the voting age to 16. Way out there. (laughs) Welcome to, I don't know, this planet, Chris and D. Lemon. (laughs) Golly. That's incredible stuff. Uh It's incredible stuff. By the way, we'll be talking about Senator Mike Lee about this and much more, including his his new book, uh, Our Lost Declaration, Mm -hmm. coming up in just a few minutes. Let me take a minute or so to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition and uh, their product field of greens, which I love. It is, uh, you know, we get into these, at least I do, get into this habit of eating things and then I just accept it. And and then somewhere along the way, I think, wow, I'm kind of probably losing out on some nutritional value here and maybe some things that are going to help me be healthier. And that's where field of greens comes in. Um, because every scoop of it is a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables with antioxidant power uh, that will boost your immunity. It's pre and probiotic, too. It's real food. If it wasn't for Field of Greens, I just wouldn't get vegetable matter in my diet. <laughs> and this will help you fight off um, you know, disease and colds and flus and all those kinds of things. You can be healthier. Go to BrickHousePat.com. You'll get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. A better you, a healthier you awaits. BrickHousePat.com, offer code PAT. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Almost forgot to mention some actual really good news. Um, you know that five-year-old kid that was thrown off the third floor 
yes. the balcony of the Mall of America. He's apparently going to be just fine. He's going to make a full recovery. He's got broken bones and they had to remove his spleen. But they've found no brain damage. That is great. Uh, he's he's going to have a full recovery eventually. It's just a miracle. It's just a miracle. That was just horrific. Where a guy went to the mall looking for someone to murder. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kill somebody. He wanted to throw an adult off the uh, edge, over the railing, from the third floor, but decided on a five-year-old boy instead. Now, this was a black man who tossed a white kid off the edge, over the railing. If it was the other way around, a white man that had thrown a five-year-old black kid over the third floor railing, mm-hmm. this would be all the media talked about for the next six months. There might, I, I mean, can you imagine what kind of chaos there would be? Nobody even mentions. In fact, a couple of publications said he fell. The five-year-old fell yep. from the third floor. Yep. Uh, yep. Somebody else said he... Reuters said he fell. Um, CBS says he plunged. Plunged. And yeah. the definition of plunge yeah. is... You do you plunge d- when somebody picks you up and throws you over the edge. You do <laughs> tend to plunge because, yeah, I don't know, that gravity. I, yeah, the definition I looked up was basically <clears throat> you created that inertia yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, crazy stuff. But fortunately... The little boy is going to be okay. That is um, so good. Just absolutely a, a, amazing story. The guy was pissed because he'd gone to the Mall of America trying to pick up girls, and he'd been rejected. Well, naturally, w- what you're going to tend to do is murder somebody after that, right? To make up for the fact that the girls are rejecting you. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's mentally ill, but th- the press wouldn't be taking that into consideration if it was a white guy and it would be Trump's fault. Oh no, no, it would be it would be Minneapolis you has welcomed imagine. so many immigrants. It's a it's a community that has uh, mm. so many different and they need to learn how to get along. And mm. They're obviously not able to. That's exactly the the narrative we'd hear. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, Senator Mike Lee will be talking to him about yeah. his new book, Our Lost Dec- Declaration, among other things. There's still time for me to uh I don't know, maybe power wash the couch here before he gets in here, you think you have time to dry? Got a few <laughs> minutes, right? Okay. Sure. I'll yeah, if you can do that, that mm-hmm. would be great. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Beto's campaign <laughs> continues to receive. I don't know. He's getting a beating right now. It's interesting because he's not being received like he was for the Senate campaign. Uh, the former police officer who arrested who arrested Beto for driving drunk in 1998, along with the sergeant who signed the incident report, both say. They believe that uh, they believe what they reported at the time that Beto O'Rourke tried to leave the scene of the wreck he caused. Now he he says he didn't, but these two police officers say, yeah, he did. He admits he was intoxicated, says there's no justification, but for his actions. But he he's always denied that he tried to leave the scene. Uh, Beto's DWI is something he's long publicly and openly discussed over the last. 20 years at town halls, debate stages, during interviews, called it a serious mistake. Uh, but he has always said, but I did not try to leave the scene. Now these officers dispute that. So he's got more to answer for, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he's, I mean, he's not, he's not re- really picking up steam. Yeah. And he's got staffers leaving like we talked about yesterday. So it's uh it's right. a tough time for Beto. Yeah, it's not a good time. He always says, you know, the guitar he can fall back on. You know, he could go back and start Foss back up, you know. And 
tour or something, maybe? Sell some t-shirts? It's true. The guy's talented. He's got options. I mean, nobody can shred like this. Nope. Nobody. (sighs) The stuff of nightmares. So good. No, it's not. A lot of people are thinking right now. No, they're not. Hey, does Jimi Hendrix have something new out? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's what they're thinking. (laughs) And by the way, no. 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 So they can wash their ears off from yeah. this. I think that's why they're thinking that. Wait, he's about to kick out the jams right Is here. He? Oh, that's uh, wow, inspiring. Uh, let me tell you about Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock has what you need to prevent, I don't know, just your home from being stolen from you. Is that important? Eh, some people think so, maybe. <laughs> Uh, certainly this person does, who reports this online bank sent us a late notice on a home equity line of credit they claimed we took out. Well, we didn't, but they even had documents that had our signatures on them, and we never signed anything. What a nightmare. We didn't have home title log then, but we do now. Don't wait until it happens to you. You'd like to prevent it from ever happening. And that's where Home Title Lock comes in because they'll put a virtual barrier around your home's title. It's available online. It's vulnerable to thieves, but they can stop it for you. For just pennies a day, they'll put that barrier around your home. Get some peace of mind knowing that your title is protected. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register to see if your title's already been compromised. And if you register now, they'll throw in a free title scan and report, too. It's HomeTitleLock.com. So important to get this protection. HomeTitleLock.com. Senator Mike Lee, next. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We are joined this morning uh, by the Honorable Senator Mike Lee from Utah. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Great Good to, to have you here. Um, you know, I saw you. I think the interview was at about five thirty on Fox the other day. And I thought, wow, he's getting up early in D.C. And then it turned out it was recorded like some other day, right? So I thought, okay, he's not that committed. But here you are at seven thirty Central Time, which is admirable. Not a lot of senators are getting up that time of day. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Or, mm-hmm. or necessarily before 4 p.m. You never know <laughs> right. if it's been a heavy party night the night before. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I thought that one was live. It felt like it was 5 a.m. on the East Coast. Did it? The day. I, yeah. I, I think it may have been live. It was the one you did with Steve Ducey, right? Oh, yeah, that was totally live. Oh, it was live? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Hmm. That's Look at great. you, huh? That's great. Look All at you. Right. All right, so you've got a new book out, Our Lost Declaration, America's Fight Against Tyranny from King George to Deep State. I, I love the uh, title in, in the uh, Deep State part of it. Sounds kind of kooky conspiratorial, but it really exists, doesn't it? I mean, there oh. is a deep state. Yeah, there is a deep state. It's self-perpetuating. Yeah. The, the swamp, as we say, doesn't want to be drained. It's conscious of itself, mm-hmm. and it, by its very nature, will perpetuate itself unless we stop it. And how do we stop it? The best way we can stop it is to under, understand the true nature of the problem. We have, over time, succumbed to this notion that government is the bestower of blessings, of benefits, mm-hmm. of rights. And it's not. It's one of the reasons why I wrote our lost declaration. Is I, I, I want people 
to reconnect with the Declaration of Independence and understand that government overreach can happen even in a democratic republic like ours, even yeah. in a place where we elect our officials. It happens when we don't recognize limits around government's power. And thank you so much for using the term democratic republic. <laughs> I go out of my mind with the elected officials that keep calling us a democracy. Our We're democracy not. this and that. We're not. And, and to me, the big problem with that is democracy is now kind of code for socialism it's it's like code for yeah we're taking it to a different place um and they just hide behind that right and they'll use the word democracy so as to cloak what they want to do with government and right. make it all legitimate it's like the old canard about uh democracy being two wolves and a pig voting on what they want to have for lunch right it's not going to end well uh, <laughs> right. if you're in the not minority the pig. there mm-hmm. and um uh, when when we say, oh, this is democratic socialism or, or it's okay because we have a democracy for the government to do all sorts of things that it shouldn't be doing because democracy makes it okay. It's not true. Right. Um, and that's why I think it's important to point out on a regular basis we're not a democracy. And the founders talked about that often, how this is not a democracy because democracies don't work. Democracies suck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they definitely thought so. Mob rule. So I was fascinated that uh, you got a nice tweet from the president. Senator Mike Lee of the great state of Utah has written a wonderful new book entitled Our Lost Declaration. Highly recommended. That's nice, huh? You get a little shout it out there. It is nice. From, it is nice. Yeah. He, he recognizes that human beings have rights. And, yeah. you know, he's a president who has done a lot to reign in government have you been surprised because i've been surprised He's yeah look i was a, done a much better job than i thought he was going to do i i had concerns going into it and and um uh, i didn't make my concerns secret right uh but looking back i can say i've been very pleasantly surprised i've had a, a good reaction to the fact that this is a man who actually did what he said he was going to do in office right and even though right. I don't agree with every aspect of his agenda, he and I disagree, for example, on trade policy, I nonetheless appreciate the fact that he's doing what he said he would do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The tariffs are a problem. And, uh, you know, he, he wants a gas tax, which I don't understand. I, I, I don't know how that uh, jibes yeah. with everything else. Um, but surprising. And, and his stance on Israel, his friendship to Israel has been, I think, unprecedented in American history. Well, since Truman, probably. Um, I think he's been the most Israel-friendly since Truman. Absolutely. I, I remember shortly after he took mm-hmm. office going over to the White House to talk about Israel policy, and I had a meeting with his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. I think this was the first one-on-one face-to-face <clears throat> meeting I had with him. And uh, Jared excused the staff from the, the room. I was there to try to pitch him on the idea of moving the U.S. embassy mm-hmm. uh, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Israel's actual capital. <laughs> and Jared excused the staff from the room and he said, we're going to do this. And I said, where's the catch? Because, you know, you've <laughs> had every president, at least every Republican president for a very long time saying that they would do it. None right. of them actually and never did. did. And uh, uh, they came through and I, I was I was thrilled. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. So uh, tell us tell us about the book. Um, you you are uh, a great friend of the Constitution. You have uh, extensive knowledge in the Constitution. In fact, many of us would love to see you on the Supreme Court, which I think you, you wouldn't mind yourself, would you? If I mean, if you were asked, do you turn down that opportunity? No, you no, don't. That's what I thought. You don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, you certainly don't if you're me. Yeah. Um, uh, 
and they say I look good in black, but uh, <laughs> it's slimming, but, and that's I, important. It's slimming, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started watching Supreme Court arguments for fun when I was ten years old, and, which is incredible. Uh, well, it's mm-hmm. odd, but it, it, <laughs> yes, you know, it's what we did for fun. But yeah, um, it, it, this this book has been a fun project. I realized a few years ago as I was writing a lot about the Constitution. In many ways, the Constitution is the frame, mm-hmm. but the Declaration is the picture. It's the image. It's the vision for who we are, for what we should become. It's a vision of the fact that the human soul has inestimable, uh, uh, infinite worth, and we have to respect that worth by restraining government every step of the way. And the Declaration and Constitution go hand in hand, where... The tendency now, especially on the left, I think, is to discount the Declaration completely. And especially because it mentions God, mentions our Creator. One of their points when they talk about the Constitution is that God's really not mentioned in the Constitution. So the Declaration doesn't really mean much. It doesn't have anything to do with the Constitution. And that's just not true. It's not true at all. In fact, I think it's impossible fully to understand the Constitution and its importance without understanding the Declaration. As I explained in our lost Declaration, there are basically three parts to the Declaration. You've got the preamble, the introduction. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge the fact that uh, all of us um, are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When we talk about how these rights uh, exist separate and apart from any government. The second part involves uh, what I call an indictment or a series of accusations against King George III. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he has done all these horrible things, and we recite them, and I go through many of those in different chapters of our Lost Declaration. And then finally, we declare our independence. That's a a political statement acknowledging our separation from the mother country. When we see all three of those put together, they really inform the Constitution and help us understand who we are as a people. Um, So how's it selling? Is it it going well? Have you you got the good news out there about it? Um, Where do people get it if they want to get it? Uh, they can get it at Amazon.com. They can okay. get it uh, uh, almost anywhere where books are sold. But a lot of people go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and in uh, uh, Costco and many parts of the country. And it's available it's digitally, well. right? Can you just download it? Yes, that's yes. what I love. You can Have download it, it on seconds. Kindle. You can also download the audio version, okay. though, which is a lot of fun. And you go to at Pat Unleashed on Twitter if you want a direct link to the senator's new book. Okay, great. So you were first selected in. Is it 2010? Has yes, it been sir. almost 10 years already, Mike? Yes. That's yes. amazing. So in that time uh, that you've been in D.C., and fortunately, um, and we knew this, I think, at the beginning because you've got integrity and uh, you're a man of principles and you, you, you don't compromise those principles. Um, but you haven't changed like so many have in D.C. The thing that's scary about going to Washington is you, you can start out Barry Goldwater conservative, and in about three weeks, uh, you're middle of the road or left of center. How, how have you managed to hang on to what you've believed your whole life? Well, first of all, I, I'm not entirely the same person I was when I went there. I've lost most of my hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you that, and me both, that, man. That is, that is not good. But because I've lost my hair, I've tried to hold on to everything else. And Yeah. Yeah, it is hard going to D.C. One of the reasons is that there are a lot of people who genuinely want to do good things. It's easy to see good things that can come from voting for this or that government program. It's sometimes harder to see the things that won't happen that should happen if we put that government program into place. Mm-hmm. You don't 
normally get praised in the media for opposing the creation of a new government power or program. You tend only to get criticized. That's why it's so hard. But that's why we've yeah. got to remember who we are, why we're there, and the founding documents that give us our marching orders. And I would imagine there's powerful forces in the Senate, well, and the House, that are continually trying to pull you left. That even in your own party are probably trying to, come on, Mike, you got to get along to go along. We got to make these compromises. It's got to happen. And, you know, you become friends with some of them and eventually you start doing that. How do you, how do you resist that aspect of it? Well, you just have to remind yourself every day you're there what it is that your guiding principles are. Because the minute you start to do things in order to not be noticed, to do things in order to not be criticized, you will by necessity get drawn into building a bigger government. It's just mm -hmm. the nature of how things are. It's actually one of the reasons why it's so important to focus on our founding documents because they remind us of the bad things that can happen when we lose sight of what government is and, and, and what it isn't. Uh, we, we lose sight of the fact that, uh, as I point out in the book, trade wars, for example. Trade wars don't have winners. They have only losers. Mm -hmm. Trade wars are one of the ways that governments not only can try to manipulate foreign countries, but they can also hold back their own people by imposing more taxes on them, by keeping them dependent on government uh, for their access to other people. Uh, that's frightening. as That's something we should resist today, just as we resisted it during the time of King George III. I'm sure you probably, <clears throat> you know, you, you wouldn't be a fan of getting into bashing Orrin Hatch, but I was not a big fan of Orrin Hatch. And I, I think one of the things that happened to him, uh, the former senior senator, but now you are the senior senator from Utah, um, I think his friendship with Ted Kennedy sort of pulled him off of his original stances. He seemed to compromise more and more and more as his career went on. Um and all of those deals that he did with Ted Kennedy wound up maybe bringing him left of center. Um, do you feel like you're in any, any... I know you're friends with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Is, do you feel like you're in any danger of that happening? Uh, yeah, I am friends with Bernie Sanders. I'm friends with Cory Booker. I'm friends with Amy Klobuchar. I'm How does very, that happen, Mike? You know, <laughs> they're well, so different. They, they are. If you look... <clears throat> Closely enough, you can find ways to agree with almost anyone in that body if you're willing to scan the horizon and figure out where you agree. And I think it works best if you can look for areas where you agree rather than deciding, hey, you're over here, I'm over here. Let's just for the sake of saying that we came to an agreement, split the middle, split the difference to the middle. Yeah. And, 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 and let's... let's um, uh, split the difference and come together. Sometimes that's an inevitability in the legislative process, but it shouldn't be the end goal of any legislative process because mm -hmm. that's that's not leadership. That's not right. trying to move the ball. Right. So yeah, I, I, I'm friends with Bernie Sanders. He and I have worked together on a number of things, including war powers. We both agree that the Constitution has been distorted in that regard, and we've shifted over sure. to the executive the power to declare war. We, Congress mm -hmm. doesn't even declare war anymore, and yet we're fighting all over the place. When was the last? Was it Korea? The last time we declared war, uh, 
Or did we well, even, I don't even declare think that war? Was a police and, no, it was. I it, yeah, I think that was a police action. Uh, I think that was just UN approval or something, the, you right? You know, yeah. So during, um, we, we've had Must be authorizations for the I use of military force in Iraq right. and Afghanistan. Yeah, right. And we've but had never a declaration of war. Declarations of war, as such, I believe, haven't happened since World War II. Yeah. Jeez. Now, I, I don't really care as much about the form of it. I don't care as much whether we call it a declaration of war or an authorization for the use of military force. What I care about is Congress authorizing it. Yes. Authorizing mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're doing. Right. So you can imagine how upset some of us would be when we discovered that the United States was fighting as a co-belligerent in a civil war in Yemen against the Houthi rebels yeah. on behalf of and as a co-belligerent with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That's a problem. Congress has never <laughs> yes. declared that war. And this is not right. exactly a pristine kingdom <clears throat> we're fighting on behalf of. Nor is right. it clear that the United States has any national security interest in the Yemeni civil war. And then correct me if I'm wrong, Congress tried to stop that, but it was vetoed by the president. Yes. And so Bernie and I introduced this this legislation. I was, I was feeling the burn, or maybe he was feeling the mic. I don't know. I, <laughs> we, we ran this thing. It, it failed the first two times. The third time we ran it, it succeeded. Uh, this year, it passed both the Senate and the House, and the president vetoed that did just we know, last week. Did he, wow. did he, did he say why? Or did he just... Well, I, I think most modern presidents tend to be surrounded by people who just speak in broad, glowing terms about how we've got to do this or we've got to do that. To we maintain, have to intervene and we, we have to maintain order. be the police of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's just become accepted, right? It, it has. It, we are the police of the world. And that's why our troops are in the Congo and Somalia and Kenya. and I mean, places that you... I, you can't remember ever hearing, hey, we're going to deploy at least certain amounts of special forces to the Congo. Wait, what? Why? Why would we do that? I don't even want to be in South Korea anymore. I was like, I'm so tired of the intervention everywhere in the world. How long can that continue? I guess indefinitely, right? The way as, we're headed. As many would see it, it should con- it continue indefinitely. But regardless of the policy of it, the problem I've got is that when we fight a war, the wars are fought with um, the resources, the blood and sweat and tears and money of the American people. Before we put U.S. blood and treasure on the line, we owe it to the American people to have an honest, robust, roiling debate mm-hmm. in the branch of government and power to make that decision and most accountable to the people at the most regular intervals. And that's why Article 1, Section 8 gives us, rather than the executive, the power to declare war. You talked about being really close to people like Bernie Sanders, being able to get along with them. Can you tell us one thing about any of the 20 candidates uh, for the Democratic, anything that humanizes them, just some little fun fact that, that we can look at them as something other than just a, a senator or a congressman or a mayor? Anything you know that, on a personal level, that, that just just a fun little story about maybe Bernie Sanders or someone like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so... Cory Booker and I served together on the Judiciary Committee, and even when we're on the opposite side of a particular issue, we'll be in a contentious hearing. He and I will text back and forth, <laughs> razzing each other about one thing or another. During the hearing? During the hearing, <laughs> in the middle of the hearing. I'll give live live commentary on his comments. He'll give live commentary on mine. That's good. Um, uh, with, with Bernie, uh, a few years ago when he and I were doing a TV interview together on something. He came on at the very last minute, having come from the Senate floor, just having voted. He's putting on his microphone. We're five seconds away from the TV hit time. He looks over at me and he said, 
I'll do anything to be on the air with a fellow progressive. Funny, funny. Oh, boy. We're talking with uh, U.S. Senator Mike Lee of Utah, whose latest book is called Our Lost Declaration. You get that on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Um, the Mueller report was a big deal. Um, it has been a big deal for the last two years, continues to be a big deal. What What are your thoughts on what was in it? Have you had a chance to go over it and, and look at the full report? Do you think there's... Is there any smoking gun there that the Democrats can run with? No. Yeah, I no. don't think so either. These guys spent two years, <clears throat> and they've got some of the best talent in the country on it. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't like what their objective was, but they put a whole lot of effort and time and money and resources into this thing. And after two years, for an investigation that was sparked by allegations of collusion with the Russian government, they come forward with no evidence, not a scintilla of mm-hmm. evidence of collusion. Right. And they, of course, then conclude, yeah, there's nothing to go on there. And they also reach the conclusion that they have no legal basis for pursuing criminal charges, either on collusion or on obstruction of justice against the president. And they say that's it. Now, in the meantime, you've got people who are focusing on a few things that are unflattering, but unflattering mm-hmm. doesn't mean impeachable it certainly doesn't mean prosecutable so i i think it's time to move on you ever seen hatred like this for a sitting president i mean i i know they hated george w bush they they disliked hw bush they didn't like reagan they thought he was stupid and senile and all of those things but i've never seen the white hot burning hate that they demonstrate every single day no i haven't I haven't seen anything like this, not against a president, not against another elected official. Yeah. And I think it's sad. Yeah. I, I, there, there's no reason why it has to get this personal. And it has become so. And it's odd that it seems to be getting more personal as they have tried and then failed in the effort to try to catch him in something. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you see of these 18 or 20 or 40 or 60 presidential candidates on the Democrat <laughs> side, anybody you can, can you can see that could conceivably beat him? Well, conceivably, yeah. There are all kinds of things that are conceivable. Reminds me of the line from Princess Bride, of, you know, the guy kept saying in, inconceivable. <laughs> yes. I don't think that means what you think it means. I've learned that nothing is truly inconceivable That's in true. the world of politics. Mm-hmm. But as far as likelihood, no. I, I, I actually think that it is becoming more likely every day that President Trump uh, secures re-election in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think everything they're trying to do to him is backfiring. And I think in the meantime, these 168 Democratic presidential candidates all seem to be pivoting to the left. And it's like a, a, a left turning one way ratchet. Mm-hmm. They all turn in lockstep every time one of them moves to the left of the other. Yeah. And so they keep moving further and, f- and further afield. I think that's going to alienate them from their voters. I hope so. I, I hope America hasn't caught up to them in, in extreme ideas. These, this is the most extreme group of candidates I think I've ever seen in a political party, not named the Communist Party. Uh, it's, some of it is naked Marxism. Uh, they act as though there's, a, there's class warfare going on in this country. Class warfare is going on in this country right now. I mean, the, if you're a millionaire or billionaire, you're being demonized and you're a terrible person for having attained that kind of success. And it's just, it's really disheartening to see that in the United States of America, where we're supposed to be 
a country that aspires to things. And there's nothing wrong with aspiring to success. And it's the kind of country where someone can reasonably hope and expect that having been born into poverty, if they work hard and play by the rules, one day they can retire comfortably, in some cases wealthy. Mm -hmm. Someone uh, born a, a peasant, uh, in old to use old, old world vernacular, uh, can become a patrician, to use another old world term. The fact is that in America, uh, there isn't a rigid class system. And so for us to speak in terms that suggest there is, really undercuts who we are as a people, what we've done as a society, and the fact that we've brought more people out of poverty in our free market system than any other government program ever could or ever has or ever will. Yeah. Um, what kind of what what kind of agenda um, is is uh, on the horizon for the Republicans? What kind of legislation can we expect? Is this gas tax going to pass? I sure hope not. Can I give you my take on the gasoline please, tax for a minute? Yes, please. Here's the deal. <clears throat> Remember back when the interstate highway system was created during the, the Dwight D. Eisenhower administration? The deal with the American people was we're going to build an interstate highway system. It's going to help connect uh, different parts of the country together. We're going to collect a gasoline tax to build it. Once it's built, we're going to hand it over to the states. The states will then maintain it. Mm -hmm. Decades later, and it's finished, it's there, we collect 18.4 cents per gallon of federal gasoline tax. 18.4 cents out of every gallon that you put into your gas goes to the federal government. You want to guess how much it costs to maintain the interstate highway system? Four cents. Four cents per gallon is all it costs to maintain the interstate highway. So that's 14 cents per gallon profit for the federal government. 14.4 cents per gallon profit. And yet, they would have you believe that it's woefully inadequate because they routinely have to dip into this trust fund because they're spending that money on all kinds of things that have nothing to do with the interstate highway system. With bike paths, beautification projects, Uh hiking trails. Turtle tunnels. Surface streets that start and stop (laughs) in the same state or the same part of the same state. Turtle tunnels. Exactly. So if we just refocused the Highway Trust Fund on interstate highways, (laughs) we would have more than enough money. The states could collect the difference. And the thing about state transportation infrastructure funds, it goes 20 or 30% longer because of federal regulations. Wow. I I hope you guys can stop it. Please do. Is there anybody on your side to do that? Hopefully you've got some help there. There are. uh, Most Republicans in the Senate agree with me in one way or another. We'll see. Can you make it veto-proof? <laughs> that, that's that's the question. We'll get there. Senator Mike Lee, uh, the new book, Our Lost Dec- Declaration. Uh, Mike, thanks for everything you've done and do. Thank you. Appreciate it.